For more than 50 years, astronauts have been venturing into outer space and making seemingly impossible journeys reality. If TV and film are any indication, the average person's idea of an astronaut's life in the cosmos may include daily space flips and zero gravity, because why wouldn't you? As well as eating food that's suspended in mid-air, while probably upside down and possibly wearing diapers. As NASA and other space agencies prepare for lunar and Mars landings, they're glimpsing a clearer picture of what life in space is actually like, and discovering essential ways to safeguard human health in space. Meanwhile, even though the drama Away is technically a sci-fi depiction of the first manned mission to Mars, it provides a realistic and relatable look into the lives of everyday astronauts. From astronauts beginning to lose their eyesight as a result of too much time in zero gravity, to the awkward Zoom-like video fails that occur when communicating in real time. Both reality and fiction make one thing clear. Life in space is anything but easy on the mind and body. Welcome to the Abstract Podcast from Inverse. I'm Tanya Bustos, your host. Our first story is about a pair of studies that uncovered two essential solutions to mitigate spaceflight's health toll and ensure future astronauts can survive their trips to the moon, Mars, and beyond. Our second story looks at how the Netflix drama Away combines a gripping family drama with the realities of space travel. With an accurate depiction of life in space through the eyes of a working mother, the show remains grounded in truth while taking the viewer on a wild interstellar journey. This is The Abstract, a look at the latest scientific discoveries and technology innovations from the reporters at Inverse. In each episode, we explore a single theme through two different stories. Up now... As space agencies prepare for longer-duration flights to the moon and Mars, scientists identify two ways to safeguard human health for life in space. We thought we would show you a little bit about some meal prep, what we do for meals on the International Space Station. All right. Dinner, dinner time. Table. Some Turkish fish stew. I have butternut squash. All right, and I'm having, uh, I have rice with butter, some lentil soup, and grilled chicken patty. Space makes eating a lot more fun. You can turn your spoon upside down, or even let it go, and nothing's gonna fall off. That was from NASA on how astronaut food may change when we return to the moon. You just heard astronauts Jessica Meir and Andrew Morgan explaining what type of food is on the International Space Station. Nutritionists plan astronaut meals to make sure they get all the nutrients and vitamins they need. And as space agencies prepare for longer duration flights, they need to ensure that future astronauts can survive the journey. For example, if they don't get enough exercise, they'll lose muscle strength, endurance, and experience cardiovascular deconditioning since it doesn't take effort to float through space. And with previous research suggesting astronauts experience more bacteria-related illness due to intestinal inflammation, nutrition, including eating enough, becomes even more important. In order to promote astronauts' healthy guts, scientists suggest a change in typical space nutrition. To keep space travelers healthy, they also suggest a variety of countermeasures to maintain body functionality. And a pair of recent studies identified two key potential solutions. A study published September 2020 in the journal Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences suggests targeting a mechanism in human cells to prevent the loss of bone and muscle mass. A second study, published the same month in the journal Frontiers in Physiology, suggests that it's gut microbes that could keep humans healthy during spaceflight. Inverse's Pesant Rebier wrote all about it and is joining us right now. Hey, Pesant, how are you? 
Good. How are you? Pretty good. We've been talking more and more about space weather, space travel, and as stuff starts to become more a reality, you know, as we have these big missions coming up around the corner, you start to think about what space flight actually looks like and what astronauts go through. So first off, what are the kinds of things that astronauts are up against when it comes to the health risks from space travel? Yeah, so being in a microgravity environment affects the total mass of bone and muscle that astronauts have because they're not using their their muscles and their, they're not moving bones just to walk or anything. So that affects their growth and they tend to have like decreased muscle and uh, bone mass. And it also affects their guts um, because space travel tends to make them a bit queasy, I guess. <laughs> and it's a little, it's also like food on the, on the International Space Station is not the best as well. So that's another issue that they have, just issues with nutrition and issues with uh, gut microbes. So these are the, some of the things that um, space agencies are trying to figure out now, if these things will have long-term effects on their health or not. When it comes to building up bone, can you talk a little bit more about the thinking there and what specifically they're looking into in terms of the best um, line of defense? Yeah, so a group of scientists came up with this idea to block this protein that's responsible for preventing the loss of muscle mass in, in human beings. And this method has been used on patients undergoing chemotherapy for cancer and it has shown to um, help them in not losing as much muscle mass as they would. And so they basically tested this out on mice, mice that they sent out on the on the National Space Station. And when they came back, some of them had had lost muscle and bone mass and and some of them who had they had injected with this activant to sort of block these proteins had shown little to no difference. So getting back to the study that suggests gut microbes could keep astronauts here, what exactly would that entail? Now, as far as, I mean, I'm assuming this is more complicated than yogurt. <laughs> it's actually not. It's not that much more complicated than yogurt, actually. <laughs> Pretty much just eat more yogurt. <laughs> because having these kinds of gut microbes that are found in things like yogurt, pickles, or miso, or some like, even like some supplements that contain these gut microbes can improve uh, astronauts' health because they contain more prebiotics, which would sort of regulate their gut microbes. Okay. Now, I guess it just speaks to all the research that is going into space travel as we head into more missions. Uh, Do you anticipate we'll see a lot more of this? Do we hope to get more insight like this as we come down to the line with um, big plants to head into space? Definitely. I mean, there definitely should be more of these studies happening right now. The only problem is that there aren't enough study subjects because very few people have been in space and have spent enough time in space to conduct these types of studies. Uh, But the more astronauts we send up to the space station, the more they come back. A lot of uh, studies and a lot of tests are being done on these astronauts to figure figure this stuff out because it's, it's very important to find if sending humans to the moon, possibly staying on the moon, going on longer journeys to Mars will have this long lasting effect on their health or not. Yeah, very good. Uh, Listeners can head to inverse.com to read the full piece. In the meantime, thanks so much, Pacent. Thank you. Set in either our very near future or an alternate present, Netflix's sci-fi drama Away follows the first manned mission to Mars. But for all its drama, the show is grounded in reality. 
Up now, why the best sci-fi of 2020 is barely fiction at all. That's the Earth, the Moon, Mars. And the string is me making my way back to you. So just remember, the further away I get, I'm actually getting closer to being back to you. We haven't done anything nearly as dangerous as what we're about to do. Mom, I love you. Why did you have to do this? We will return home. You're my reason. My reason to hold on tight. To make one thing clear off the bat, calling Netflix's Away science fiction isn't entirely fair. Technically, it's set in what could be the very near future and follows the first manned mission to Mars. Hardly out of the realm of possibility lately. Carried out by a small international team and led by American astronaut Emma Green, played by Hilary Swank, Away takes a familiar setup and twists it into something new. Originally inspired by a 2014 GQ article about what was then the longest mission in space history, the show offers a realistic look at what a space mission to Mars could look like in modern times. Grounded in the realities of space travel, Away looks at real problems astronauts encounter, like working together to fix a modern filtration system, putting on a puppet show in zero gravity, and awkward video chats where nobody really manages to make eye contact. With an uplifting message about human achievement and global cooperation, the heart of the show lies with the story of a female astronaut temporarily leaving her family behind to lead a trip across the solar system. Showrunner Jessica Goldberg tells Inverse, Emma Green's story was the first time she'd seen what it feels like to be a working mother articulated so clearly. I, I have a 13-year-old and a single mom. You know, that push and pull between those two things that sort of tells that tale. I mean, being a showrunner, like, you're missing, you know, a lost tooth or moments. And this is it to the nth degree, obviously, in Emma's case. But as soon as I read it, I was like, this is the first real working mother show I've ever seen. The show also captures the excitement of what a voyage to Mars would entail, a story that Away aims to tell as realistically as possible. These would be the first people on Mars. NASA uh, has worked really closely with us in our research. And, you know, of course, the dream is to find life on Mars. If you haven't binge-watched the entire first season on Netflix just yet, press pause and get back to us, because joining us now to dig deeper into the show's realistic take on space travel, how it all ends, and intriguing ideas for Away Season 2 is senior entertainment editor at Inverse, Jake Kleinman, who got all the details straight from the minds of the people behind the show. Hey, Jake, how's it going? Hey, Tanya, how are you? I'm good. So I'd love to understand a little bit more about how this series came to be. I know it specifically was inspired by a 2014 GQ article. How so? And in talking to the showrunner, what were you able to learn about how this all came to be? Yeah, so it was based on an article about uh, that mission with Scott Kelly, which was at the time was sort of the most ambitious and complicated space mission. Uh, and they sort of extrapolated that onto a mission to Mars. The author of the original article was involved in the production of the entire show. And the other people involved were, you know, TV writers, but also playwrights. So the show has this sort of very grounded scientific approach. At the same time, it's very character driven. So a little bit of both. Why do you think it was important for the show to make this a NASA mission rather than 
a private space company. Is, is there something worth noting about that? So I asked that exact question because it seems like in today's, today's day and age, the first mission to Mars might not be a NASA mission, right? But what uh, Jessica Goldberg, the showrunner, told me is that she wanted the show to be you know, a little uplifting, a little more positive, and the idea of having the five biggest space agencies in the world come together for this really international group both helped the story, but also gave it a much more, uh, yeah, hopeful message. And there's a lot of that. You know, the message, like you said, it's a show that's grounded in reality. And there's so many things that come into play. Like I read that there's this phenomenon with astronauts where home becomes space and they feel weird back at home. And that's what we don't hear about enough, you know, what life means and how it impacts an astronaut's psyche. And to travel to another world, what away really means or what it can mean, it, it gets pretty deep. And I think it's something that the show handles really well, um, telling that story about astronauts when they come home. Do you think that's what really clicks with the audience, you know, that fascination and appreciation for that part of an astronaut's life? Yeah, I think that's a big part of it. I think the first season gets into that a little bit, the idea of, you know, away becoming home. I think that'll, if they get a second season, will become even more of a thing as they sort of get used to life on Mars and maybe head back to Earth. Uh, as the creator of the show has said in another interview, when astronauts sometimes get back home, the Earth feels like a way to them. So there's a whole other thing that the show will have to eventually deal with. I think what really grounds it is uh, the characters. There's this amazing cast on the ship, and just the relationships and the bonds they have are really incredible. You get a lot of backstory in each of them, so you sort of get to see where they each came from, both scientifically and as people. And then also just the realism of the show. There's so much, so many little details about what it's actually like to be an astronaut and deal with a spaceship. Right. What's also cool is how grounded a show like this can be, right? And it is. It's a good look into what really might go on during these missions. Um, to you, what was the most revealing about all the different things astronauts can encounter? Yeah, absolutely. So the biggest thing that they deal with is the water filter, which is really funny to me. But uh, according to Jessica Goldberg, who, wrote, who worked with NASA on it, that's a thing that happens all the time. The ship in the show has a backup water filter, but it's not as good. So when the original one starts breaking down, they have this really tough decision over whether they should uh, replace it or repair it. And it just drags on and on into each episode. It feels really specific and grounded. And like at one point, they're taking it apart and counting each piece as they remove it. And they get to something like a 500 and something. And just like, it's, it's so minute, and, but it's not boring at all. It's really interesting because the stakes are so high. Uh, the other big thing is, uh, which I wasn't aware of before, but it's true, is that a lot of time astronauts, their vision goes bad while they're in space because of zero gravity. This is a real phenomenon. And this happens without giving anything away to one of the characters. Specifically, he's like the big tough guy character. So there's a really interesting dynamic there where he loses his vision and sort of like loses a bit of his personality as a result. Again, it's certainly proven to be really popular on Netflix, but these days a show's longevity on Netflix is tough to gauge. Um, if there is a season two, what do you think comes next? And again, I warned people at the start of this, but spoiler alert, in speaking to the showrunner, anything interesting in terms of what the future may hold? Yeah, so spoiler warning out there, uh, the season one ends with them landing on Mars successfully and sort of stepping out. So now they're going to be on Mars for, I think, eight months, maybe, is the, is the plan for the, for the show. See, if season two happens, I don't know if they're going to pick up immediately afterwards or later, but two of the things that uh, the showrunner told me is that, one, they want to sort of tackle the issue of, like, is there life on Mars? 
not aliens. There's not going to be like a, a green man who shows up, but like little microorganisms, bacteria, that kind of stuff. That's something they do want to talk about and, and uh, approach if they get a season two. The other half of it is like we just talked about earlier, SpaceX, private space. Uh, that's going to come into play in some capacity in the second season. I don't know if that means uh, another ship will show up or just like some other uh, organization will get involved. But they are going to address that side of space travel in the 21st century. Yeah, listeners can read Jake's full review and get more from the series showrunner at inverse.com. Thanks a lot, Jake. Yeah, thanks, Tanya. Anytime. Head to inverse.com to read more about the realities of life in space. You can click on the link in the show notes for all stories we talked about today. If you agree that science and facts matter more than ever, give us a rating and review on iTunes to help more people find The Abstract and other podcasts like it. New episodes of The Abstract are released three times a week. Find old episodes and more original reporting on science, innovation, culture, and entertainment at inverse.com. Look for The Abstract Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or whichever podcast app you use. For Inverse, I'm Tanya Bustos. Thanks for listening.